0: Coming up next on The Health Hustle.
1: The number one, start early. Start early. If you plan to do it in three years, start now. Uh, And then have a plan. And make sure that that desire to do it is stirred up. I don't know if I say that correctly. Stirred, make sure that stir is strong enough that like cheese, it will come to the top but you have to keep stirring. There's gonna be someone who will tell you you cannot do it. There's gonna be someone who will tell you that many people have done that before and have failed to do it. Maybe that's what we've needed is you to come along and now here you are. You are our last chance for that to actually happen. Do not listen to them. The worst naysayers are your relatives. They will be the first ones to come to you when you succeed, trying to borrow money from you, but they will also be the first ones to tell you not to do it. Why don't you do what mom did? Why don't you do what dad did? Why don't you do what? But if you're creating this path that's new, believe me, that path will be the hardest to to cut open, but you will get the most followers. I have seen something in Africa where the wildebeest, It's it's a wonder of the world. It usually takes one beast, that one wildebeest to create that satellite visible trek across the heart of Kenya, one beast. So you are that one wildebeest that will create that path and the rest will follow. It might be lonely to jump into that crocodile infested river but I've seen it in real life It always takes one wildebeest, and then the generation follows.
0: What's up, my fellow wildebeest, and welcome to The Health Hustle. I'm your host, Corey Hibben. And in this episode, we get into what Simba has in common with Lion's Gym, and it has nothing to do with the Lion King, which is what I thought, how he literally ran his way out of Kenya, why he decided to become a chiropractor in the first place, his interactions with a skunk on a run, that's a fun one, the challenges of working with your spouse, getting stirred up, as Stephen would say, and dealing with naysayers. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor and please subscribe and write us a review. This show is about helping health and fitness professionals to build a business that fits your lifestyle. By giving us a review, it helps other people find the show and join us on that journey. Also, if you're looking for tips about designing your website and marketing your health business, sign up for my newsletter at CoreyHyde.com. Without further ado, let's go. Steven Menya, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man?
1: Hey, I am, uh, I cannot complain. I am in a good place, better yeah. than most. <laughs> yeah or' that's less, great. or less than most.
0: <laughs> um, so let's just give people a quick background about uh, what you do and how you got into what you do now today.
1: Well, I'm a, one, I'm a father. <laughs> and then two, I'm a husband. I'm a child of God. number three. I guess that should be number one. Uh, but then other than that, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Uh, I'm just I am blessed and grateful to be here. You asked me, what do I do? Is that uh, I, again, I do physiotherapy. What I do is I help people turn on the muscle. I have a protocol that I follow, it's called SIMBA. SIMBA, S-I-M-B-A, it's an it's an acronym. And what that SIMBA is, is strength in muscle builds alignment. So if you can see the S-I-M-B-A, strength in muscle builds alignment. And I think I learned that by being a personal trainer and that's also what I've combined with my chiropractic. So personal training, I combine it with chiropractic and that's what I do for work.
0: So does that have anything to do with the Lion King? Obviously, you're, you're called Lion's <laughs> Gym, but I'm thinking Simba
1: here. Is that is that
0: where that comes from?
1: I hope not. Well, you know, Swahili is, a, is, an, is, a, is an international language. They borrowed it from us. We did not borrow it from them. Uh, but I, it has no connection with that. But the Simba is a lion, a translation from in Swahili. It is a lion. Uh, and for me, my faith and from where I'm from, because I believe that Jesus is the lion, uh, a man who's strong. But also the lion is a symbol in my country of strength. Mm. A lion does not have to explain that it's a lion.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the truth? A lion's just being a lion, doing lion things, not yeah, worrying about yeah. anybody else.
1: The lion just does or just does lion, you know. Yeah. So, so that's where that comes from. But I wanted that when someone hears Simba, they can think of what I do, and that's what I tell all my patients. I tell them, "We're going to do the Simba today," and oh, that just freaks up their their thoughts, what do you mean Simba? And, uh, and then we, I get to explain to them what that stands for. And that is, like I said, strength, like physical, dynamic, static strength in muscle, within that muscle's fiber, builds alignment. So all of a sudden, if every muscle is equal, pulling for and against is equal, then that joint that is moved by that muscle is what? It's aligned, isn't it? Mm. Which is chiropractic, they say, alignment. But. So how did you
0: get into chiropractic
1: care? Well, I have a long story, but I'm going to try and narrow it down a little bit. I, uh, I qualified to run for my country. I ran for my country a while back. And I represented Kenya for, I, I ran the 400 and the 800. I, I had tried so hard to get out of Kenya not because Kenya is a bad country, but because of the poverty levels there. Everybody wants a break. I, 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 I needed a break. And uh, we were we were very poor. Uh, maybe not as poor as some people might think poor, but poor enough that you qualified to be poor that you wanted to get out of there. So having been, someone saw me running, I, I had been invited, to run because I was, I had been seen running somewhere. And I don't even know what particular person saw that, but one person from America saw me and invited me to come and represent Kenya in some kind of forum, which is International Youth Forum. But I came as a backup. So that person got hurt or was ate some, not hurt, but ate some food, some American food that he had not been used to. You know how excited you get when you're eating new food? and, and I, I'm sure Isaac is the person what his name is, had food poisoning and they told me as a backup to run. And I ran and fast forward, I, I, became a, I was actually a better runner than I thought I was. I was running some good, well, disqualifying times. And then I got hurt. Now, prior to that, I had been having scoliosis, which no one ever diagnosed in my country this is a coverage of the spine for those of you who don't know what that is. And all along, I'd been getting misdiagnosed that I need some muscle relaxants, then I will be okay. And I was going through pain, running track and field. You have to be symmetric, you have to be aligned. And I was never told that that's what it was. And I was given some medication to relax me, which are now black box, by the way and or black labeled, can I say that they don't, they have been removed from the shelf. One to another, my pain interfered with my running. So finally I met a chiropractor who diagnosed my scoliosis. He said, Do you have a coverage of the spine? And from that day onward, even my speed got better. Not to this medical field, but I'm just saying non-allopathic versus allopathic. Non allopathic being the non uh, invasive, whereas the allopathic being the surgicals and the medical Western stuff. That adjustment by a chiropractor is what made my headaches, my low back pain, my mid thoracics go away. And I was supposed to go to medical school at the U of M, getting ready with my MCATs and all that stuff. I changed course. I decided to do chiropractic instead. One, because I was told chiropractic is in the hands. You don't have to carry a medical shelf with you to treat a patient. As long as you have the palms of your hands, you can actually treat that patient. And that made sense for someone who was from Africa like me. Um, someone in Africa like me, it's easier to, to reach out and still use my hands without necessarily needing a lot of invent- inventory to treat a patient. So that's how I got into chiropractic and that has worked for me today.
0: Take me back to some of the earlier days of your business and what that kind of looked like and how you got started.
1: Some, some of my clients that I've gotten have come from referral and I think that's the best people that I have. that I have. Now, over the years, over the years I was this is back in 1992 when I first started, and like I told you, someone saw me running, uh, and this was back in Kenya. It was a Kenya Armed Forces officer, and he re- referred me. And but back then, when I started, it was it was more as a way out, um, and I think that storyline of of people seeing. Uh, how this man has transitioned from my way out to where I am and actually having lived that life of a have not to living a life of being able to access. I think that when people hear that story, they they want to be part of that story. I think that's where most of my business is coming from. I have that organic, I have an organic story and the organic story is how someone can transition from using the physical abilities to manage health within themselves. So over the years, as long as I share that story, which is the Simba I was telling you about, people get into that. I won't say buy into that, but they get into that and they want that for themselves. Now, how am I getting clients now? I have to tell you, I've had some tough clients and I've had some good clients. Being a Kenyan, I've struggled with, 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 with uh, some kind, I don't know if I can talk about this on your radio or not, with, with that racism aspect of it. But a lot of time that racism only comes when they don't know you. Not to say that that rids of racism once they know you, but when they come and they see that it's not an American or is not the person they expect to see, then they kind of turn away. But if it's a referral, then that part of it is, is kind of geist. It's kind of, you don't see it. And so they come in with a certain expectation because someone someone they know already knows you. So it's easier. So that's how I've gotten my clients, telling my story, referrals. And, and just, I think the website has helped me a lot. But there's one particular story that I think really, really seems to help with, with my business. And the storyline is how I was not even supposed to be here in the first place. I was, I was just a backup, you know? And someone, someone, not that I'm celebrating that, but someone was, was ill and then I took over their space and that's how they found out that I can run and that's what I'm using to this day as a way for people who want to get better without the quick salvation of medication. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but it has been a long story of from 92 all the way to today.
0: I think I, it, answer- I think it 100% answers my question because realistically, yeah. you're, you've are you been able to connect with people because you have such a unique story that people kind of latch onto that and they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of that journey and that experience. And You've come from such a unique place that people see that and they're like, wow, like, how can I also get connected with that story? Have you ever seen yeah. the TED Talk by Daryl Davis? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: No, I haven't. But uh, no, I haven't. But I'm going to check it out for sure. What is the story about? What is this? What is TED Talk?
0: So because you touched on the racism piece a little bit. And and I appreciate that you shared that. Like, don't feel like there's anything you can't share, honestly. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: But it's it's a it's a black guy, an African American guy, who basically um, started going to KKK rallies, and like he really? did, oh. and, he, and he did it basically to show them that like I'm just a normal human, like every other human, no matter what race I am,
1: and, <laughs> wow. like he, wow. and he
0: and he turned like I don't remember how many, I don't know if it was like hundreds or thousands of KKK people away wow. from the Ku Klux Klan because just showing them that like he's just a human like everybody else and obviously he put himself incredible risk going there and like he could have they could have killed him and all sorts of things but he did it just to show like like that like it's just it's like it's a fear issue right and you touched on the fact of like once they get to know you then it's not an issue but it's, like, yeah. this weird, and, like, that's what he shows in this talk of, like, once they got to know him, they were, like, oh, like, he's actually a super great, awesome guy, and he's normal like everybody else.
1: Yeah. And so Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I appreciate that you mentioned that. I know, I know one of, uh, another story that I know has really drawn, uh, uh, clicked with people. I was, as a runner, of course, during the season, um, during the, when you're off, you, they expect you to go running a little bit here and there. So on this one particular summer evening, I was just running out there, uh, jogging, getting ready for my, my fall season, because fall is when they do cross country. So as I'm running, as I'm running, I, run, I see something uh, just a few mm-hmm. steps ahead of me, and it's some kind of animal, and it's, it's coming or crossing or it's standing, either or, I can't really tell what it's doing. Now where I'm from, when you run towards a wild animal, it's, it's cuddles off, it just runs away. But this particular animal was, was just standing there. And, and I kept running towards it, I'm jogging towards it. And, it's, and it turns around and it faces me. Now I have dreadlocks, so as I'm running, my hair just kind of jumps up and down. And sometimes that, the animal sees that and it scares them off. But this animal is sitting there. So I come closer and closer to it and it's a clear, clear face off. So as I run to it, I I do one of those to kind of scare it off. And this animal is is still there. So I get closer and closer to it, and it shows me, and then I kick it. And then all of a sudden, I get this big spray of vapor that comes upon me. And and I'm like, oh my goodness, this place really, really smells. Now I'm starting to know that it's, a, it's not a squirrel because that's what I thought it was at first. And, and I kick it again and it turns around, wants to bite me and I'm like, ah. So because I'm from, from, I lived in a village, so I know how to handle this. But the only different thing about this animal is it's put its tail up in the air and it's squatting at me all this spray that is freshly on my face and it's burning my nose. But I did know that this animal was doing this. I kicked it hard enough, so my I didn't fear this anymore. But what came out of it, I only knew how bad it was, and what identified it later, huh? Was that it was a skunk? Yeah. Oh God. I I had kicked this skunk at least three times, and I won. The skunk actually scuttled off. It wondered about me, (laughs) but but the lesson that I learned from this. Apart from having to cut my hair and wash myself and clean myself about a week later, my hair couldn't get rid of the smell. I had to cut my locks off. But one thing is I did not know what this animal was. I did not have the fear of it because of the stereotypical story about this animal. I did not know that a skunk can spray you and you lose your hair or can. But also this animal knew that the fear I should have of it should be. But talk about the TED Talk. Because I did not know. I did not fear it. Totally. Um, Yeah, those are the the cultural differences that I had between me and that skunk. Totally. But, (laughs) I mean, there's a whole lot lot of other stories about my first time. But because I did not know it, so there was no fear. Uh, A lot of my patients... They, they relate to that story. They, they're like, wow, how did you not know a skunk? Because I don't run into skunks. We don't have skunks running around in my village. You know. <laughs> I don't
0: even know that I've ever just like come upon a skunk. So that's pretty amazing that you were able to do this.
1: <laughs> but, but I will never forget exactly how this animal went on his front legs and put its tail up. But it was because it was just dark enough, I did not see that it sprayed me at first. But it actually sprayed me, it gave me a good three s- gallons of spray because my dome mates did not like how I smelled, you oh, know. Oh God, so,
0: no. I would have not let you in the house, are
1: you kidding me? Did you, I did you throw up? Like, how did you? I, but, I, but I didn't even know that this was a saucer. I thought it was the American sewer. It had been in this country a few years, only maybe a month or so. And I didn't know that an animal can produce a smell like that. Now I've run into porcupines, and I know what a porcupine clearly is, but never a black and white. I mean, I've seen cartoons of it, but I didn't know that it's a realistic thing. I thought it's just cartoon. Pup- What's that animal call on that cartoon? Papa Le Mew or something like that. But fear, there was no fear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the heck, man? Uh, because like you you even drive by one now and like you it's like like awful smell but i couldn't even imagine being completely covered in
1: one as there is no way you can make me come close to a skunk (laughs) unless they have done something to train the trade that spray but but that's it's it's amazing but talk about the Ted, the Ted, Ted talk. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah. They're just it's like, <clears throat> yeah, they're, I don't know if you've ever seen the Ted talks, but they're basically just like very inspiring people that do short talks and presentations. And this one just seemed to, yeah, it's definitely worth yeah. one checking out. Um, So let's fast forward. A, yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit. So now um, Lions gym, that's obviously your gym that you practice out of now. Um, yeah. How have you been kind of working through things and like, uh, what, are, what are maybe some of the challenges that you've been able to work through lately with your business?
1: I am working long hours. Some of the, those are some of the challenges. It's hard to find someone who, uh, there are a few pockets here and there. It's hard to find someone who's a chiropractor and a personal trainer at the same time. Usually you find that the personal trainer starts to let go of the personal training and picks up the chiropractic more. But I try to balance it enough so you end up doing a lot, but, but the patient seems to reappreciate that. So your patients keep coming. So you can't really turn over and get new ones because the ones who are there love you. So they don't want to lose you because you don't find that very often, a chiropractor and a personal trainer. So it's not really a challenge, but I'm trying to delegate. Do you see, do you see what I'm saying, my friend? Yeah, totally. uh, I'm trying to delegate that concept. Uh being a family man, you know, you want to spend as much time with your family that you can. And that's hard, you know, because you are away from your family for many hours and then you come back in. They already are in bed or something. So you don't get to spend a whole lot of time with them. But but the best part about it is that we own our business so they can always come to the gym. They can always come to the clinic and just mingle with me. But it's not the fun mingle like they would like but it's still spending time with your papa you know yeah oh, yeah so yeah, those are some of the challenges i get
0: i was going to say you mentioned earlier that referrals has been obviously massive for you what else have you guys done that you found effective in terms of finding clients and marketing and promoting line gym
1: what i've found that has really worked is the the i'm not even good at it it's this the social social media yeah um, I'm not good at updating, but there's my wife is really good at doing that. She is always putting something on Facebook. And it's almost real time that she does it. And she's so good at it. Um, I wouldn't even know how to turn on one of these social media joints. But God's grace, she's been really good at it. And that has helped. And then she has joined me in the airport of, of being a, a personal trainer. She's really good at what she does, and she's starting to sound like she's better than me. <laughs> wow, that's exciting! I mean, my goodness, that's
0: a little kick to your ego, I guess. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, no, you got a family I'm- business going, that's good.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm like. I'm, you know, and she always reminds me. Oh, I just got a new client. I don't like, that. whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rubs it in your face. Love that. So she's competitive as well,
1: obviously. So, yeah. so, yeah. so she seems. She has an advantage because English is the first language. It's my seventh. I always tell her that. You're so she seven? seems to. Con- it's my seventh language. So she seems to connect with American English better than me. Uh, and, and she will not accept that. She says, I've lived here long enough. It cannot be an excuse, but it's still my seventh language. So those are the things that have worked for us. And I think we are a family gym. Lions Gym is the only gym really that you'll find that, I mean, we have we have members who bring their kids. We don't have daycare such, but they'll even bring, you'll see someone working out and they have a prom or not, not a prom. What do you call that? Trolley or prom? What do you call that thing that you push the baby in? Oh, you'll, yeah, you'll find a baby, you know, cuddled in there while the father is pushing a bench, you know, or, or the mother is walking. You'll see a two-year-old running around the gym because they can't hurt that. People love that, especially families. Our gym is a true core family gym. And not, not just the name, but you'll see. Some kids even have played it within our gym. There's really nothing they can hurt in there, you know. So we just tell the parents, just keep your kids, you know, in close watch. But you will see that people appreciate that. And we've even got reviews saying that it's a true family. That's what seems to work for us. So now they don't have to find a babysitter, but they can still get to work out. That's That's huge,
0: especially right now. Honestly, like I can't tell you the number of people that talk about like having difficulties finding daycare and daycare services and everything it's it's a huge issue and like the fact that you guys are family oriented is massive especially with people just dealing with loneliness and all sorts of issues so that's awesome um i have one more question yeah. but i do want to respect your time um and before i ask that question though so obviously we can find you at lines gym wellness center in robbinsdale um is there anywhere yes. else that people can connect with you or reach out to you if they want to get a hold of you
1: well they can email us at fitness at lionsgym.com fitness f-i-t-n-e-s-s at lions l-i-o-n-s-g-y-m.com and our number is 763-535-0700 perfect that's where you can reach us yeah
0: and I'll put the links in the show notes as well so people can find it. Um, but one more question here, because like I said, I do want to respect your time. But so say somebody was starting over with their business and they wanted to have their own gym or wellness center or become or have a Cairo practice. Uh, what would be your number one recommendation to them if they just were starting
1: from ground zero and wanted to get rolling on something like that? I the number one, start early. Start early. If you plan to do it in three years, start now Uh, and then have a plan and make sure that that desire to do it is stirred up. I don't know if I say that correctly, stirred, make sure that stir is strong enough that like cheese, it will come to the top, but you have to keep stirring. There's going to be someone who will tell you, you cannot do it. There's going to be someone who will tell you, That many people have done that before and have failed to do it. Maybe that's what we've needed, is you to come along. And now here you are. You are our last chance for that to actually happen. Do not listen to them. The worst naysayers are your relatives. They will be the first ones to come to you when you succeed, trying to borrow money from you. But they will also be the first ones to tell you not to do it. Why don't you do what mom did? Why don't you do what dad did? Why don't you do what? But if you're creating this path that's new, believe me, that path will be the hardest to to cut open, but you will get the most followers. I have seen something in Africa where the wildebeest, it's it's a wonder of the world. It usually takes one beast, that one wildebeest, to create that satellite visible trek across the heart of Kenya, one beast. So you are that one wildebeest that will create that path and the rest will follow. It might be lonely to jump into that crocodile infested river, but I've seen it in real life. It always takes one wildebeest and then the generation follows. So one, start early. Two, get stirred up. Get stirred up. And the third one, and most of all, faith. Have faith. What is faith? Faith is is seeing, feeling, uh, getting it, or seeing it, uh, 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 believing it without seeing it. That's what they say. When I was in Kenya, I always heard about America. this, This fantastic, wonderful Disney of a land that only you can imagine how beautiful it is, especially when you're hungry and you have no food. And the only thing you ate was maybe a a, a cup of coffee or tea with some cold cassava. But little did I know that there was something bigger out there and it was waiting for me, but I had to have faith. I had to believe that someone was gonna see me and I had to trust in my faith that that someone was gonna talk about me and I was gonna win. I remember, remember, I'm giving you a long answer for a short question here, but, but I remember the first time I opened, uh, there was a, I was given a can of soda and they told me, Hey, Stephen, there's, there's soda there, but I didn't know that it was soda. I I could hear it. I was shaking it. It was a can of soda and it was shaking, shaking, shaking. And they say there is soda in there. Now, as she's walking down the aisle, passing these drinks, you know, in the flight, in the airplane, and as she's passing it, passing it, this stewardess, she gave me mine, but she never told me how to open it. I could hear the people next to me. I could hear, and I'm looking at my can, and I don't know where this soda is coming from because I was used to bottles, you know, a clear bottle. You open the bottle top and you drink it. But this one was new. It was a can. I could hear the water in it, and I kept shaking it. But my faith made me relentless. I kept shaking it and looking to see how they're doing it. And I finally didn't know, and I gave up. And I told her, I know there's soda in here, but I don't know how to open it. Can you open it for me? So this steward opened it for me, and this fountain of soda came out of it. But my faith. <laughs> Again. My face. And everyone had a good laugh of it, you know? And like as if they were watching me the whole time and waiting for me to give it to the flight stewardess. But you got to have that faith. Those oh are the gosh.
0: three things. I love that. You have such unique <laughs> stories between your skunk and your soda. And Stephen Menya, you are a beautiful wildebeest. And Oh, thank you. It is cool to have this conversation. And I and I know there's many stories behind this, but uh, I just want to thank you for your time. This has been super awesome. Again, you can find them at Lions Gym. And uh, thanks again, Stephen.
1: You are very welcome. Thank you. God bless you so much. God bless you all. And may the work of your hands my friend, may the work of your hands turn to gold, and may you harvest a lot of listeners. God bless the work of your voice. May your voice reach out to many, many, because sometimes it's that voice that I hear, that the one I hear, for them to make the first step. God bless you. Thank you.
0: Love it. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks. And there you have it, my friends. Before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you're looking for more advice on how to market your health business or need help with your website, you can find all my information at coreyha.com. Thanks again, and keep hustling, my friends.